to about 24 hours later, just me like begging for her not to leave me yet. And so that photo, I, I kind of took it because I wasn't sure if I was going to have much more time with her. Hey, and welcome back. I'm John Booster. We hope you've been enjoying season one of Mountain Gazette Library. While we take a break between seasons, we wanted to share interviews with past and present contributors to the magazine. This week, we have Emily Tidwell. Mountain Gazette Library is proudly presented by Steo. Designed, developed, and tested at the base of the Tetons in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Steo was founded to inspire connection with the outdoors through premium technical apparel for the epic and everyday. Learn more at Steo.com. S-T-I-O.com. Steo. Let the outside in. This episode is also brought to you in association with Gordini. Gordini has been redefining the cold weather experience through outdoor gear and glove innovation for more than 66 years. Based in Vermont, family-run and independently owned, Gordini has focused on the same mission since its founding in 1956 to keep you outside longer. From introducing the first ever down and leather ski mitts to launching the industry's first dual-layer ski sock, Gordini believes that the future is in our hands and now our feet. Innovation is always done in the spirit of progress. See what drives our product and our passion at Gordini.com. G-O-R-D-I-N-I.com. Emily Tidwell is a skier, adventurer, and Mountain Gazette photographer based in Reno, Nevada. A friend and contributor to the magazine, Emily's work has been featured in multiple issues, including our upcoming 200th issue. Follow Emily and her amazing work on Instagram, Emily underscore Tidwell underscore photo. Enjoy the episode. I have been a photographer. I've been shooting in action sports for around 12 years. I started in skiing and that's still my bread and butter, ski and snowboard. I shoot a lot of mountain bike and trail running as well. And this really didn't come by happenstance at all. It was a totally deliberate and delusional dream that I had when I was 13, that I was on a straight path to be an archaeologist. That's all I thought about. All I wanted to do until one of my friends gave me a matchstick movie to watch over one weekend. It was yearbook. So I think that was 2004. Five, so maybe it was a little bit older than 13, but uh basically watched it, got to the end of it, and decided that I was gonna be a professional photographer when I grew up and I was gonna shoot skiing. That was all I was gonna do. And I was living in northern Minnesota. I was skiing at Lutzen Mountains, which had, you know, a thousand foot vert, but I'd never even been out west yet. Had no idea how this was going to happen. I grew up skiing on 300 feet in southern Minnesota, but it was just the dream. So I ditched my archaeology camp I was going to go to, went out to Mount Hood for a ski race camp one summer and set my eyes out west. I yeah, dropped everything when I was 18. I moved to Washington, gained residency out there. I started spending my summers at Hood the summer after I moved to the West Shore and yeah, just kind of found myself in never any winter, just constantly striving on this goal of being a photographer. I didn't even start, I don't think I even shot my first 
photo of skiing until I was 22 and didn't really start doing it super actively until a little bit after that. But it's been a wild trip. I am now living in Reno, Tahoe, Reno area. I've been here for six years and I've been a full-time freelance photographer in the outdoor industry for going on five years now. And it's been spectacular. So when Mike bought the Mountain Gazette, it was fantastic. I had been an intern for him one of the first summers that I moved out to Tahoe. We've worked together through Verd Cabin before, and it was just a no-brainer to start working on capturing content together. And it's been really spectacular to be a senior photographer for the Mountain Gazette. Now, what what part of that film like inspired you to just do a full 360 on like what you wanted to do and like how what aspect of it was so inspiring? Like I'm just curious what made you really want to pursue that and dedicate your life to it? I think it was a feeling. Um, the, the image that comes up in my head is there is, you know, a classic Alaska segment. I'm sure it's Mark Abna just absolutely ripping the hell out of this face. And it's so sick. And I don't know if it's just, I'd never seen anything like that before. I was also a kid that would get my hands into a lot of things, but never really fully commit to something. And when I started skiing at eight, it was sort of one of the first things that I got really interested in and just wanted to keep doing. And when I watched that movie, there was something that connected between skiing and art really uh, that just got me hooked and imagining what that feeling of adrenaline rush, even just getting to watch somebody, you know, perform these insane feats in skiing in places that are incredible. It just, it, yeah, it never left me. And I get that spark still every time I watch a ski movie and now I get to be a photographer and work on matchstick production films with them. And there's a sense of always feeling like a teenager and getting that first little jump of excitement. Same with like the first time I ever went to Jackson Hole and I looked at a giant West <laughs> West Coast mountain, you know, intercontinental, and it was butterflies. And I just, I just never left it from that film. But I really remember just watching someone rip an AK spine and being like, well, that's what I want to do. So as far as like background on the different stories that you worked on with Mountain Gazette, can you give like a quick rundown of what you've done? And then maybe we can dive into a few of them, you know, your most not maybe not your like favorite ones, or maybe just like some that had a really cool story to them or some um, adventures that you've had out there, you know, taking photography. Yeah, so it's funny. Most of my um, photos that I've gotten into the Mountain Gazette are actually based around my dog, Cora, who is a nine-year-old Australian shepherd. And my first series of images that were put into the magazine were basically just lifestyles I had taken of her while we were out hiking. Um, one of my favorite images from the last magazine that was released was a photo of her her and I in the Donner tunnels, just hanging out. So I've had a lot of contribution, um, contribution to stories and just images of dogs that I have around me that mean a lot to me. I, I was really excited to be a part of this skinny dipping, uh, article that came out last year. 
uh, with Megan who wrote it. And I got to go out into the woods in Tahoe with this beautiful, strong group of supportive women and capture a really vulnerable moment, really for anyone, but vulnerable moment for women out in this beautiful space and how important it is to connect with our bodies and connect with who we are within like our community and sparked a lot of inspiration in me because I did not grow up in a family that skinny dipped. And I always had a lot of trepidation around it and worry about body concerns. And we kind of all came together as a group on that journey and got to have really good conversation around that. So that was a really special story that I got to be a part of. But to backtrack to dog imagery, um, there was one image that was selected of Cora and I. We do a lot of self-portraits together. And we're up at Cables Lake, which is in South Lake Tahoe area. And um, this day was really special to me because Cora had just been recently sick. She had been diagnosed with pancreatitis. And two days before we were in the emergency vet and I wasn't sure that I was going to be leaving with her ever again. It sounded um, pretty bad. She had been refusing to eat, had been refusing to drink water. She went from being a really super happy dog to about 24 hours later, just me like begging for her not to leave me yet. And so that photo... I, I kind of took it because I wasn't sure if I was going to have much more time with her. And she's she's great now. I mean, she still has pancreatitis, but she's trekking along. She's nine and life is really good for us. But to see that photo make it to print of all the photos that I've seen make it to print for some reason, that one was like, that one meant a lot to me because there was so much behind that story in that photo that didn't get to get told in magazine. but. Um, it was like a little special tidbit for me. So that's my most important one that I've had as a part of the Gazette. Yeah. Wow. That's really, and I'm so glad she's um, okay. And that's a really beautiful like story as far as I think with imagery or like photography in general, you have this ability to almost stop time and, um, you know, you can go back and reflect on those moments and, you know, um, share those experiences again. So I think it's like beautiful that you're able to capture that and do something really personal. That's, um, you know, outside of maybe even like snow and ski and like that aspect of it. It's just something that's very personal to you. Um, and then also talking about sort of what you were talking about earlier with doing the skinny dipping, um, photo shoot, I guess with your goals in photography, maybe from the beginning and sort of where you are now, what have been your, like desires with your photography? Like what have you wanted to accomplish? What sort of, maybe not story, but what kind of, um, you know, what motivates you or what inspires you to like create content? And what like is your goal behind what you do um, behind the lens and, you know, with your work? I think that that has shifted so much over the last few years, especially from coming into freelance. And then I had a huge shift in my energy around it in the past year where last fall, I 
came to a dead stop. I had found myself just completely burnt out on photography, on the outdoor industry, um, and needed some self-reflection about what I was looking for, what success meant to me anymore, and if that was going to be in the images that I was capturing, or was there something else that was missing? And I've spent the better part of, that was, oh, a year. Yeah, September was last year when I basically stopped dead on capturing images and really took a moment. What draws me now is capturing more personal stories and honestly, stories that would have interest, like interested a much younger me. Like I'm thinking about things that eight-year-old Emily really cared about, which is environment and people and community and doing things that are done in a, yeah, a, a caring manner, like action sports, sick, like hell yeah. I still want to take really wicked photos of skiers and mountain bikers doing insane stuff. But even with those images, I want to tell more of a story and how I'm capturing them. Is that through light exposure, contrast, you know, highs or lows? How am I doing post-process? But then also telling stories that don't always fit into that outside realm anymore that can be still outdoors, but fall into bigger science categories, bigger stories that haven't been a part of my life or really where I thought I was going to take photography when I first started thinking about it when I was 13. But now I've understood that there's been kind of this path, this, I don't know, fluctuation of like tides that is shifting me into a new spot and what photography is for me and what it will be for my career, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. And then kind of on that note, what is what does the future look like? I mean, um, you know, do you want to explore different avenues of like different mediums, even go into like video and like filmmaking or maybe writing and um, you know, incorporating more of those personal aspects like you talked about, maybe incorporating that into a different medium or is kind of photography where your heart is? And is that where you want to just maybe explore different realms within photography or, you know, how does that look? How does, um, you know, the future of your art look? It, um, involves basically all of those things. Yes. Uh, photography still has my heart and I'm still very deeply inspired to capture an emotion in, uh, in stillness essentially, but there are a lot of projects that I've been flirting with in the last year that are bringing in video components, whether that means I'm doing some shift into video myself, or if I'm starting to work with a team, uh, that's gotten me really excited. So I'm really looking forward to a future with that, uh, in high school, writing was what I was more known for than even any other type of creative. I did a lot of painting, but I wasn't taking photos at that time. So bringing writing back into my career and just who I am in general is a huge thing that I'm looking forward to in the near and extended future. And we'll see what else when it comes to photography. Yes, I think for the longest time I 
had to be just one narrow pinpoint of a photographer that I had to be a ski photographer and that was it. And that the type of images I even took in skiing were very fit into this box that I constructed for myself. And again, through this last year, I've had such a realization that that's a bunch of bull that I put on myself that I haven't been comfortable in that box for a long time. I've outgrown it. And so we're kind of going to see where photography leads in general for that. I'm really excited about experimenting in different formats, honing in some skills that I haven't really practiced before, you know, messing with a lot of alternative lighting, maybe doing more portrait work, seeing how that's going to make me feel. A lot of things that I just didn't experiment with in the beginning of my career that now I feel comfortable in a spot of who I am and who I am as an artist, particularly that allows me to have that breath now. And I can't wait to see how that shifts, how I shoot action and everything else in my world. Cool. Well, like on the last note, I guess, you know, I really liked what you said about, you know, changing up the perspective of how you create art. And now you're creating something that sort of is in the vision of what like an eight-year-old version of yourself would really want to do or what would want to create. Um, you know, ultimately, like what would be some advice for maybe someone listening that's like wants to get into photography or maybe is like really inspired by your story or maybe just advice that you would have for the eight-year-old you who, you know, in another universe is listening right now and maybe just, you know, some advice that you wish you heard earlier or, um, yeah, something in that vein. I think one of my favorite quotes that I try to go back to and run myself of all the time now that I probably would have told a younger me too is that the, that the process is golden. Process is golden. So, Everything from failure to success to all the weird, muddy, brown parts of not being sure of what you're doing and if this is right or if that's wrong is really critical and that it's okay to take as much time as you think you need to take. There's no point in rushing to stardom or feeling like you need to get to one point in your life at a certain time. Um, that is so instilled with us and, you know, the way that we grew up in the United States and a lot of other things, but really just like slowing down and appreciating each segment, each chapter of this life in your career or your skill honing, any type of that is it's all good and it's all okay. And it doesn't need to feel fantastic all the time. Like the highs and the lows are really important part of the process. Um, I would tell younger me, younger me in my career and stepping into the outdoor industry is take a lot of things with a grain of salt. And just because somebody owns a business doesn't mean they're a business owner and the respect that they might not know how to talk with kindness, or sometimes you get emails that just really 
cut you like a knife and you just got to take a step back from that because it's going to happen and you can feel crappy about it for a second, but just be aware that some, (laughs) some people and great spaces and really important jobs still don't always have the way to like communicate, uh, properly to someone, especially in a creative field, because it's so easy to take things so sensitively and to heart because everything that we do capture, even as a photographer, it's art, it's a piece of us. It represents who we are in that moment. And if someone doesn't like that, that can really, really hurt, but that's all relative and art is up to the person that's viewing it, even as a personal, like the way that I look at art that I've captured years before and the way that I look at it now is different than what I was experiencing in that exact moment. So just breathe and take things with a grain of salt and that everything that you do is part of a great process. It's going to lead you to where you need to be and where you need to be can be really wherever the hell you want it to be. It doesn't have to be at one point, one point of success, one point in a career. It just, it is all up to you and your interpretation. Take less of what, (laughs) take less input from everyone else around you. Just be. Awesome. Well, um, that's kind of it. That's a lot of the questions I had for you. I just also really wanted to know, uh, you know, for the listeners, how they can reach out and maybe, um, you know, see your work and what you're making and kind of, you know, what you create in the future and how they can check out um, the photography and work that you've done. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Instagram right now is the best way at this point in time. I'm doing a website rebuild, but you can find me on Instagram at Emily underscore Tidwell underscore photo. I put a lot of what I'm capturing up there. You can, of course, catch me in the pages of the Mountain Gazette. I am a senior photographer there, and I love to contribute. You should see some work for me, I think, in this upcoming issue. That'll be really exciting. And stay tuned for more. I don't know, more more publication. Print ain't dead, and I'm really looking forward to seeing more photos of mine in print in the future, and I hope everyone else does too. But for now, yeah, that's where you can find me. The Mountain Gazette Library is produced and hosted by me, John Booster. For more, head over to mountaingazette.com slash subscribe today and pick up a subscription to the magazine. This podcast is executive produced by Mike Rogge, marketing by Austin Holt, produced by Connor Sedmak, social media by Amy Doran, and public relations by Ryan Rowe. No part of this podcast may be reproduced without written permission from Mountain Gazette and its parent company, Verb Cabin, LLC.